Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of The Sleep Mums. We regularly make tips out of ourselves, but this is something not so daft, something we get asked about a lot and we really want to address, nipple confusion. I'm Cat Cuby. No, not Cat Booby, as one bully tried to make stick. Nice one, though. I'm a broadcaster and journalist, and this is Sarah Carpenter, paediatric sleep expert and consultant and lovely jubbly lady. <laughs> Together, we are the Sleep Mums. As a first-time mum, I was desperate to breastfeed and absolutely terrified of nipple confusion. I really believed, because I'd been told, that if I wanted to breastfeed, I couldn't bottle feed and I certainly shouldn't be throwing a dummy into the mix. They said that would be a sucker punch to any hopes I had of breastfeeding. My baby was already struggling to latch, so the last thing I wanted was to make it worse. But do too many teats spoil the baby? In this episode, we'll find out if nipple confusion is real or if, in fact, we're all just a bit confused about it. So Sarah, let's start at the start, as we always do. What is nipple confusion? So nipple confusion is a really broad term used to describe a baby who is either used to feeding from a brace, who then struggles to feed from a bottle, or potentially vice versa, if they've required bottles in the initial few days while you're establishing things, then they might find it difficult to switch, just because of the different teats. It can include dummies and soothers as well. So that's what they're referring to when they're talking about nipple Just confusion. anything that is nipple-like that might be going into a baby's mouth, whether that is a nipple. Yeah, any sort of teeth that's going into a baby's mouth and if you're trying to use two different types of teeth. So the idea is once a baby has started to feed from a bottle or suck on a dummy or on a breast, they'll have difficulty latching onto a breast or bottle because the action is different. It does sound totally plausible, but is nipple confusion real? So you're absolutely right. It does sound plausible. There are so many differences between nipples and teats and the action has to be different. So in part, yes, if a baby has mastered the art of breastfeeding, then you offer a bottle or vice versa. They do have to change the action. So you know, if, if it's breastfeeding, then they're taking the nipple into the back of their mouth and using their tongue to pump the milk out, which can take time before it actually starts to flow. Whereas with a bottle, the baby can suck with their lips and get all the milk out straight away. So it's a much easier action for some babies. But that doesn't make a baby confused. So the action is different. And I guess baby might show a preference for a way of getting their milk. Yes, that's totally right so a baby that could be labeled as being confused is actually just more interested or finding one option easier so although the general consensus is to label them as being confused you could actually also just think that sometimes they can just be a little bit lazy and if they found the way that they prefer getting the milk that's going to be their preference it's not that they can't do it the other way and they, it's not that they don't know that they're going to get milk from another tea. It's just that they prefer one way because it's easier for them. Yeah. 
and you know usually sometimes one can be faster than the other but that also you know can happen if you've got a really quick or full-on letdown so it doesn't it doesn't necessarily follow that it'll um bottle no. feeding is fast and, and breastfeeding isn't there no, you know it's it's just differences yeah it's not just about the speed it's you know for some babies they might be windier if they um, take from a breast or a bottle for other babies it might be that they're just more comfortable they prefer the way that they're being held there's so many differences between the two it's not necessarily just about the quantity or the speed that it's being given at. I mean in general I think people are most anxious about it when they are either breastfeeding and want to breastfeed and they worry about giving a bottle or they have been giving a bottle and they want to want to breastfeed because you know you, you, you'd probably be less likely to be anxious about it if you were just bottle feeding would you say or do you think that's not yeah I think I think the big anxiety comes in those initial weeks when um you know if you are trying to establish breastfeeding and you might want to offer a dummy or you might want to offer a top-up feed or um let somebody else do a feed out of a bottle and then the anxiety really kicks in because you do have these flashbacks to being told about nipple confusion during your pregnancy or during those first few days after you've had the baby. And so it does induce quite a lot of anxiety in parents when they're starting to think about other options. I think it's really important at this stage to mention that, you know, if there was a reason for offering a baby a bottle, for example, if there was slow weight gain or if your milk didn't come in very fast, then you would be encouraged to give top-up feeds and encouraged to give a bottle. And those babies ultimately end up feeding happily from both yeah. breast and bottle. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because, I mean, those circumstances are not funny. I don't mean that. But that, you know, it, it, when it's necessary, there's no problem. Mm-hmm. It's just that there's this yeah. kind of like overarching. Like, I honestly was so terrified about it. And I think because mm-hmm. it is all so daunting in those first few weeks and months, you know, when you're trying to establish breastfeeding, if if you want to. And there, it's so much to learn for you and for baby. And you just feel like anything could to like tip you over the edge to get it wrong and and also because you know there might be a whole host of other reasons things going on that you're like oh, I don't want to do anything to jeopardize well that's I'm I'm totally talking from personal experience <laughs> but I think that is the thing I think a lot of people you know so many people are they're floundering in those first few weeks and MDs and so it's that fear of you know okay I've got to this stage it's maybe not a hundred percent working but I'm not going to do anything that might make it worse because that's how they perceive what they've been told. Totally. And I mean, ultimately sucking is a reflex action in babies and they they do it without thinking. Mm -hmm. So it's not to say that there aren't difficulties for both breast and bottle feeding. It's, it's just that if, if they are struggling to latch on one another, it's either because they've got a real preference or there might be something else going on. Absolutely. And it's not even just between the breast and the bottle either. You know, you can have babies that prefer a tea, so a bottle tea. And if you, for some reason, had to offer a different bottle, yeah, they wouldn't necessarily latch on straight away and take it. That's a really good point. So you could actually, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's, there's this feeling that nipple confusion is just about between breast and bottle, but actually you can have it between bottles. Bottle. And presumably that's also why sometimes you know, when you if you you're trying to give baby a bottle and they're like absolutely not having it, that's because you've not found the right. Mm-hmm. Yep. It might be because you've not found the right teat for them. Yeah, absolutely, and that also goes from bottle to dummy as well. You know, 
a lot of babies will get can be a little bit fussy about the brand of dummy that they use because they actually just like one particular shape. Divas. So there's some confusion over nipple confusion, um, but there's actually fairly limited and inconsistent evidence for it. But it is absolutely widely believed, I would say, and shared with new parents. There's also been um, pretty conflicting advice around it, particularly as it sort of lumps everything together. Yeah, definitely. And I think the lack of evidence has meant that people are starting to call it nipple preference or sometimes flow preference, which does make more sense, but actually it's still not that helpful because as we've discussed, it's not just about the breastfeeding confusion, it's any confusion. Mm -hmm. And it definitely still worries people and causes that anxiety, which we should be trying to reduce, not encourage. Yeah, I mean, like, it's sort of different words for the same thing a little bit I suppose but I I mean I quite like flow preference because my biggest bugbear with how strongly I was told to avoid nipple confusion was in relation to using a dummy or a a smoother (laughs) a dummy or a soother because I, I really was told by the people around me when I first had my daughter that if I wanted to breastfeed I could not use a dummy because it would create nipple confusion Mm -hmm. and actually having subsequently used dummies for periods of time with my other two um I love them (laughs) but also my experience is that that's not the case now no, it's not the case at all you know so many people can breastfeed and use a dummy or use whatever other thing the baby wants to suck on as well that's you know it's not just they're not just necessarily well that's the thing I was giving my daughter my finger to suck on (laughs) like that's the thing so you know and she was happily going between your finger and your breast yeah and that's the same for anything that she would choose to suck on so um no it it, it's just not it's just I mean particularly there's you know, there's there's some evidence I think of show baby showing um, flow preference or nipple preference, but I, I think there's like basically none when it comes to to dummies uh, in terms of any diff- differences, and but yet that is something that's really strongly, or it was really strongly kind of pushed towards me, and I don't know if it just ties into that slightly negative perception of dummies and obviously everyone has their own um, feelings about it different some babies you know won't necessarily take one or you can have to really persevere with one but I I do think there is still this kind of like it all is tied up in this negative connotations of like that dummies are bad yeah I think so I I do think that's quite a big a big thing and you, you know it would actually be quite interesting to look back and see what the advice was regarding when people were able to bottle feed from day one to see if yeah. they were also told not to introduce them. Yeah, that's true. Which, which is sort of like my mum's generation, yeah. I guess. That maybe slightly ages me, but she's got a really weird thing about dummies. Just yeah. not into but them. So many people do. And a lot of people still do because of that generation. So... It's a hard one. So I think it's worth talking about bottles and dummies separately. What can you do about nipple preference? Firstly, when it comes to introducing a bottle or if you've been giving a bottle and you want to introduce uh, breastfeeding. 
So I think it's quite important to note that it, things are going to be different depending on when you're doing this. So, you know, obviously, if you're um, if you've been expressing and offering a bottle and then you're moving back towards offering the breast, then it's probably going to be quite early days. So you do need to be really conscious of making sure the baby is full um, not being allowed to get too hungry um, and is always comfortable for every feed. So you would just be really focusing on giving, giving the bottle alongside the breast. So literally, like, you can offer the bottle with your breast next to the baby's face so that they are starting to get that familiarity with the breast again. And you would start and finish every feed. Is that like a bit of a switcheroo? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So you want to start every feed with offering the nipple, offering the breast, so that you are trying to get that latch and just repeating that process. Um, and again, you know, for a baby who has been bottle feeding and then you're switching to the breast, using nipple shields is a really good way because that's the same sort of texture as the bottle tea. So it can be a really good transitional step to getting baby back on the boob. Some people can find nipple shields quite difficult to transition away from, though, for the same reason, presumably. You've still got, you might, yeah. your baby might show preference for that texture. Absolutely, they can, definitely. And it can also be that the actual contact of the baby on the nipple, once you've re-established breastfeeding, mm-hmm. it can be quite stingy and sore on the nipple and so people they intend to prefer just to continue using the nipple shield to protect Mm -hmm. them so that's if you're going from bottle feeding to breastfeeding what about if you've been breastfeeding and you want to introduce a bottle and I guess this will vary on age as well absolutely varies on age but a few of the key things regardless of age are to pick a time so again you want baby to be comfortable you don't want them to be too tired you don't want them to be too hungry Um, If you have got the option for somebody else to offer the bottle, that can sometimes be really helpful. Otherwise, just try and wear a jumper or something that doesn't smell like you. Um, And the key thing with either of these transitions is to try and stay as calm as possible. Because if you're getting wound up and irate, the baby won't take the bottle, then obviously baby's going to become quite anxious as well. Um, And don't feel like you need to just stick to one brand. You know, if you do try a brand, give it a lot of time. So if you're trying a bottle brand, do give yourself like, you know, a good week of trying that. But then think about the shape of the tea. And if it's maybe not even close to the shape of your nipple, then go back and have another look and think about what type of tea shape on the bottle is more reflective of your personal nipple shape. Now, you know, I know this can be um, a, like a, a complex area because as you've said, you know, if there was any reason that baby was struggling to gain weight or any medical reasons, you would introduce a bottle. Uh, you could ar- introduce a b- bottle early doors and no one would think twice about it. But is there any reason, you know, the sort of if there aren't problems, people tend to say you shouldn't introduce a bottle until what six weeks or something like that. So you've established breastfeeding. Is that correct or so I would say that you want to be introducing it. If you if your plan is to introduce a bottle, then you want to be introducing it between two and six weeks. Purely because after the six week mark you are gonna to have to persevere a little bit more to get them to see. But presumably so, that's if you want to do it regularly. Like if you just wanted to give a one off bottle, like w- w- what about that? Um don't they say that you should wait till breastfeeding's established? I don't know, sorry I'm 
Yeah, they are, they do. They do say that. They. However. This is like the they of the the nipple confusion too. Uh-huh. They, but you don't have to, you know. If you want to introduce a bottle, if you want to have one of your feeds a day from day one as a bottle, you can do yeah. that. You can introduce that bottle whenever you want. And if you want to wait until baby's much, much older, then you can do it then as well. I would say that, you know, introducing any sort of bottle does become more difficult after six months. Um, but it's not impossible at any age. And you would just, again, be looking at what you're introducing. So if you've waited until... After six months, you can go to a sippy cup or the Nuke starter cup. So you have lots of options. But if you're just introducing a random bottle, if you want to just see if your baby takes a bottle, you can do that whenever you want. Whoa, empowering parents. (laughs) You can choose. Um, I I just, I do think, like, because I am talking from personal experience, I was just so scared that, um, that it would impact breastfeeding and I think that is a, a, a worry for a lot of people and also there's that feeling that oh well once that it, I don't know this is that it's a gateway drug it's a slippery slope which is ridiculous it's like that is completely making yeah. like taking parents away from being sensible sentient human beings I do I do think that's a major thing I think a lot of people feel that as soon as their baby you know if they've been successfully breastfeeding they feel like as soon as their baby's lips touch a bottle that's it their breastfeeding days are over and that is just not the case at all all three of mine well they were breastfed and from 10 days day 10 I would give a a, a bottle at some point in the day and none of them but I don't know but I suppose that's you having the confidence to do that yeah and that definitely As well. does make a big difference, a hundred percent. You know, the having the confidence around feeding is huge, but it doesn't mean it always goes smoothly. It just meant that, you know, with regards to switching between the breast and bottle, I knew I could do it and come back from it if I wanted to. I think that is a really big thing. Of, we were talking about this in relation to um, one of the chapters in our book which is at Sleep Better Baby, just in case you want to go and buy it. Um, but that, you know, there's a, often I think there's an assumption that or there's a feeling that your baby can't do something, either because of what you've heard or maybe you have a past experience and therefore you don't want to try it again. But maybe for, trying from a start point of that it will be okay. I know that's easy, easy enough to say. But sometimes that can make all the difference. Like really what you're saying yeah. for you is that you knew that you could. So like, whereas oh. I really didn't, I really didn't think that I could. And so I probably would have not been successful either because I either wouldn't have tried for as long or as hard because I wouldn't have thought that they could do it. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's this sort of, you know, that first time that you do introduce a bottle um, or come back to breastfeeding, if it doesn't work straight away, then you can feel like, oh, it's that fear again. It's just that fear. I remember years and years ago going back to see a client after I'd had one of mine and um, I was sitting on the couch and started feeding and she looked at me with tears in her eyes and she was like, I never fed any of mine for long enough. They all did that, that shaky head thing that your baby's doing. But I thought that meant that they didn't like feeding and so I stopped because I thought they just preferred the bottle. And that, you know, that's a lot. You will always see babies that see the nipple or sense the nipple and start to get excited and frantic and yeah. shake their head. And so that had been interpreted as a negative and a baby that 
didn't want to breastfeed and actually it was a perfectly normal move. I think there's another thing that's probably worth mentioning as well, which can be an issue depending on your supply, I suppose, that if you introduce a bottle when you're establishing breastfeeding, presumably you need, you might, or or if you have already established breastfeeding, you need to think about pumping because you don't want to get a mastitis or a blocked duct, a blocked duct, <laughs> not a blocked duct. <laughs> You don't want to get either of those Yay. things as a result um, of introducing a bottle because I think that can also then have a bit of a knock-on effect that can give you the fear if something like that happens. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, really thinking about your routine and thinking about when you're going to do it is important. If you can substitute that feed with pump in, that's fine. Otherwise, do it before, just before another feed so that they are still emptying your breast. And you can like gradually reduce the amount that you pump each time to reduce either by time or amount Makes sense. to lose that feed. But say, for example, you've got a new baby and um, your milk's come in and you've got uh-huh. loads of it. You want to introduce a bottle, but you've not got established feeding yeah. times yet because they're new. Um, you introduce a bottle and you right. give yourself mastitis. So you would then, right. in that case, you would generally either have to introduce a couple of extra pumps through the day just to clear it, or you would pause giving the bottle for a little while so that you, they were feeding off you every time until you were through the mastitis and had emptied things. And then you would look at your routine and really think about the times that you're feeding so that you're not overdoing your supply, over increasing your supply. Um, and just waiting for things to regulate down from there. I mean, I know I'm being niche about that as a question, but I suppose that that, that sort of fear of all these different moving parts, particularly in the early days, it can be what scares people. I feel like we've sort of moved on from nipple confusion now into kind of like the intricacies of feeding. <laughs> and finally, let's talk about dummies. As I mentioned earlier, my understanding is that research has indicated that there's actually very little evidence to show that nipple confusion or preference exists when it comes to dummies or soothers. So should we be lumping them into the whole nipple confusion thing? No. So this goes back to the sucking reflex. Babies need to suck and they will quite happily suck. The only thing that you do have to make sure of is that with a newborn in particular, that you're feeding them enough. So you don't want to introduce a dummy and then um, they seem quite happy sucking the dummy. So you sort of lengthen the time between feeds. So, you know, just remember that you are feeding kind of every two to two and a half hours. The dummy thing actually always makes me laugh a little bit because when I had Emily and we were in hostel for an extended period of time and um, she was a frantic feeder. I mean, she loved her milk from day dot and the midwives had kindly taken She didn't like my sandwiches last week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, they'd taken her for a couple of hours while I was playing with the boys and she came back with a dummy in her mouth and I was like, what? What's going on here? And I had no niggles about dummies you know if she'd wanted or needed a dummy that was absolutely fine but it just made me laugh so much because I was like you know four days ago you were busy talking about nipple confusion and here you are you've just produced my baby back with a dummy in its mouth so nipple confusion doesn't (laughs) exist (laughs) nipple preference flow preference come on (laughs) (laughs) she never actually took it after that day either (laughs) with a dummy quite often babies uh, struggle to take them or appear to and I think that can also be why people think they're showing a, 
nipple preference or they'll say, oh, my baby won't take a dummy. But quite often you do have to encourage them to take it. How do you go about that if you want to give them a dummy and if you're worried about this nipple confusion being an element of it? Yeah, so if if it's important to you that they have a dummy or you feel like they really need it, then you do have to persevere a little bit. So you would tap, pop the dummy into the mouth gently by using the same action that you would with either your nipple or the bottle tea. So just rubbing down the nose or across the cheek. And then you would just tap the plastic end and that really encourages them to suck. Um, and if it is something that's really that you really do want to establish, then you would continue to put that dummy back in every time they spit it out. So even when they're sort of crying around about it, you would just gently be holding it on their lips to encourage them to suck it in. And it might take a few days can take quite a while but you would just be letting them kind of suck it and push it out and you're holding it there to make it easier for them to suck it back in i mean my experience it took weeks not days mm-hmm. absolutely it can it can take a while um and what about when they fall asleep should you be taking it out so again that's personal preference if you're looking to remove the dummy relatively quickly then yes once they're asleep just gently pull it out by sort of letting them suck it in and you pull it out a bit and then they suck it in and you pull it out and that a bit, a bit of a tug of war how, yeah um however if you're not bothered about how long they have the dummy then you don't have to do that that is just something yeah. to be aware of if you feel like you're going to want to get rid of it in the first six months that's not going to impact the the, the nipple preference mm. thing at all or definitely not <laughs> Every week we do our listener questions because we are all about you. We make the podcast for you. We want to help you. And we think it's really important that we put whatever we're talking about to practice in your lives so you can make sense of it. And you can take this wonderful practical advice that we give you and run with it. Well, that's the idea anyway. Hi, Kat and Sarah. My six-week-old baby is struggling to take a bottle. I'm worried I've left it too late. Does she not know what to do? Thanks. No, you absolutely haven't left it too late. It is just going to be a case of perseverance. So like we talked about earlier, you want to set aside the time of the day that works for you and for them so that they're not they're not um, overtired or over hungry and be prepared for persevering with that. So do do it at the same time every day um, for a few days until they do get it and be willing to go out of your way to get a little bit energetic while you're offering it. So it's not unusual when you're trying to introduce a bottle for the first few times to actually end up doing a hundred squats just during the time that you're introducing it. So bounce, move, walk, sway. It does, yeah. And it also just it lulls the baby, it calms them. So they are then in a more sort of half sleepy state and start to naturally suck as well. Um Pat, tapping the end of the bottle helps too and just repeatedly offering that um, tea back into the mouth so if they're not holding it properly just rubbing down the side of the nose or rubbing across the cheek so that they're feeling it coming and that the, all the natural reflexes come into play um, you can offer it you can strip off and offer it um, when you've got your boobs out as well so that they feel like they're going to latch onto the nipple and then you slip the... Because that sort of drips a little bit of the milk onto their tongue and encourages them to Uh to suck. So you can do it that way too. So definitely not too late. Obviously, she's saying, do they not know what to do? That ties back into the whole 
confusion thing. They're not, no, they're not confused because they will suck. They might just be used to feeding in a particular way. So they're just learning a, a slightly new way of doing it. And a wee bit like, you know, when it comes to say weaning or something that you have to, sometimes with certain foods, you have to offer it. I don't know. What do they say now? 15 times before before they might like it um you might have to offer the bottle 15 times before they go oh right this is this is what I'm doing with this I mean it might not be that many just that it's something to bear in mind that anything that's new that you're introducing is going to take time for them and you to get used to yep time and patience fantastic we hope that helps Gemma if you've got a listener question do get in touch with us on social media we're at the sleep mums on Instagram and Facebook and now on TikTok uh, and you can jump to our website too there's a way to contact us on that we are at www.thesleepmums.co.uk we hope that clears up some of the confusion about nipple confusion, which I think <laughs> sounds vaguely like a shot you might get in a bar on holiday. <laughs> I'd like a nipple confusion, thank you. <laughs> There's a lot to think and worry about when you're a new parent and little catchphrases have a bad habit of doing the rounds. People remember them because they're catchy, right? So they get repeated again and again, often without people really knowing if they're true or not. And I think nipple confusion is a perfect example of that. That's not to say that if you're struggling to get your baby to take a bottle or if they have taken a bottle and are being fussy at the breast that there's not something valid going on. There very well could be and we hear you. It's tough. But please don't worry that it's something you've done. Follow our tips to get you where you want to be whether that's gently introducing the bottle or taking a deep breath cuddling up with baby and focusing on your latch and making sure you're supported if you are breastfeeding it never needs to be an all or nothing choice in terms of feeding it's about what's right for you and your family and we want to empower you to know that you can make choices as always look after yourselves and sleep soon 